0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider the Federal Open Market Committee of the US Federal Reserve released the minutes of its last meeting yesterday evening, UK and South African time. Let's find out what was said with Philip Saunders, who's the head of multi-asset growth at Investec Asset Management in London. I think that there's been a particular interest in these minutes being released. I mean, there always is, Philip, but this time seems to have engendered a lot of feeling because of two things. Number one, the very public spat between the White House and the US Federal Reserve. And number two, the latest iteration of the inversion of the US yield curve.
1: No, absolutely. And I think that it seems that President Trump is becoming more and more concerned about sustaining economic growth because obviously that's fundamental to his re-election chances. And he has been stepping up pressure on the verbal pressure on the Federal Reserve Board to cut interest rates. And he wants a 100 basis point cuts and he wants them to do more QE Anything to pump up the economy and more specifically to sort of pump up the equity market, which he tends to regard as a barometer of his sort of success as a president. So the Federal Reserve Board is obviously an independent body, and it is actually true that they probably made a mistake in terms of lifting interest rates too high as part of a process of, if you like, normalization i.e. taking rates from a very low level to uh, where they got to prior to this 25 basis point cut, the 25 basis point cut that happened last month and which is covered in the minutes. Uh, But it's interesting looking at the minutes because there was quite a lot of disagreement amongst the Federal Reserve Board, the Open Markets Committee, and you had some members arguing for a 50 basis point cut uh, and others arguing for no cut whatsoever. So in the end, uh, they cut rates by 25 basis points which of course disappointed the president and they justified it on the basis of a recalibration of policy, i.e. although financial conditions remain supportive and although economic activity in the states, at least in the sort of consumer sector, has remained pretty robust, they referenced weaker growth internationally with limited sort of room for policy action on that front which was interesting. And they also noted that inflation pressures were tended to come in sort of below where their forecasts had suggested. So backing off from the tightening that had happened earlier. Now, bond markets have obviously gone nuts recently. Yes. And yields have plunged. And short-term interest rates, you know, the sort of market-driven rates are implying, you know, significant further cuts on the part of the Federal Reserve Board. So in a way, actually, the minutes were somewhat disappointing because although they didn't rule out the prospect of further interest rate cuts on top of the 25 basis points that we've seen, it was not a slam dunk, not the slam dunk, we're heading into recession, the Fed must get ahead of the curve cut rates aggressively in order to actually prevent a more serious slowdown
0: what they one of the paragraphs in the statement says the following uh, philip it says most policymakers viewed a 25 basis point cut as part of a recalibration of policy stance or mid-cycle adjustment in response to recent changes in economic outlook when they say recalibration of policy stance are they saying that they got something wrong last year do you think in an oblique way
1: Yes, I mean I think that what they're saying is, in the light of recent information, that actually the, the the equilibrium rate that they were sort of aiming to get rates to, which is an inexact science of itself, um, you know, was is probably lower than they thought. Um, so yes, in Fed speak, it is, uh, you know, we've we overdid it. Um, we're but we're flexible and we're we're adjusting it. Um, you know, but we're not suddenly. Um, you know, undertaking a very major reverse in terms of policy settings.
0: Another paragraph says the following, policy makers who favoured a rate cut pointed to the decelerating economy, elevated risks including the global economic outlook, international trade and US inflation outlook. From the back forward, US inflation outlook very benign, international trade slowing down, global economic outlook, we'll come to Europe in a moment at the end of this conversation, and a decelerating economy. Now a decelerating Economy is at odds with what the White House is saying.
1: Well, the White House wants to present this Panglossian picture of um, of uh, a robust economic growth, you know, carrying on forever. Um, You know, you know, effectively uh, endorsing the president's uh, um, policies. Yes. Um, And you know, the reality of the situation is that uh, the president doesn't control all the levers. Um, because there's obviously Congress and, um, um, and, you know, if he wants to cut taxes further, then that has to go through Congress. He's talking about what he can do simply without going to Congress in terms of cutting capital gains tax. Um, clearly, um, one of the sort of key contributors to weakness has been the, the, um, uh, the trade spat with China in particular. Yes. So in a way, there is a degree to which this is all self-inflicted. Um, and you know, particularly the most recent sort of uh, imposition of you know ten percent uh, tariffs on three hundred billion dollars worth of uh, uh, Chinese um, uh, sourced uh, I- imports, and all already is sort of backed off that. So what's happened is that the uh, the, the trade dispute, in particular, has increased the level of uncertainty. Uh, And the Fed actually referenced this in the minutes, you know, because you've got heightened uncertainty uh, because the 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 actual impact of trade cuts, tariffs to date, you know, actually is arguably not that material. okay, particularly to the U.S. economy. Um, However, uh, it looks as if it's engendered a level of uncertainty in terms of capital spending plans and how you're going to organize your supply chains and all that kind of stuff, that is very difficult to, uh, to, you know, the effects of which are very difficult to forecast. So the Fed is actually directly referencing the elevated levels of uncertainty, which means that their confidence in their ability to sort of forecast, you know, the sort of economic dynamics and the actual risks of, uh, of a recession in the U.S., you know, it's 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 basically pretty cloudy. It's it's there's a lot of fog there. So they have said that they are basically taking, you know, they're taking a step back um, because they feel there's a heightened levels of uncertainty. Uh, there are some causes of concern, mainly external in terms of economic growth. Um, and so they are behaving in a very similar way, actually, to, 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 to the way that the Fed uh, behaved in 95 and 98 And on both those occasions, uh, the Fed actually cut interest rates. Uh, They disappointed market expectations, which ran ahead of those cuts. They didn't cut as much as was ultimately discounted in bond markets. And after a period of subtrend growth, the U.S. economy re-accelerated, stabilized and re-accelerated on both those occasions. So the recession that some say the bond market is currently predicting at the moment is absolutely not a slam dunk. Um, and, And so the fact that the Fed is behaving in the way that it's behaving, I think is, you know, sensible and responsible.
0: Sensible and responsible. Some people might say that their two biggest trading partners is the Eurozone as a whole and China as an entity, a geography. And both of those are in different stages of not flux, but certainly uh, under a wee bit of pressure. I mean, if I look at Europe, for example, I put out an idea, which is my idea, and nobody else's, that the euro is the best sell the rest of the year because of Germany possibly tipping into recession because of Brexit, which is still up in the air, and also the latest political disaster in in, in Italy with the Prime Minister resigning. So I would have thought that, yeah, maybe the Fed has got its eye on the domestic economy. It's got one ear on the White House, uh, but also the international economy must be weighing heavy on them.
1: Yes. I mean, historically, what's happened internationally has come pretty low down on the Fed's list. So they've been primarily focused on uh, the domestic economy. Uh, And of course, you know, the bulk of the US economy is you know, is domestic. Um, And, you know, it's sort of consumption related. So, 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 so ultimately, um, Germany can experience a recession. Yes. China can experience a growth recession. um, And, um, but provided, you know, US consumer sentiment is uh, robust, and earnings are sort of, at least sort of, say, going up, uh, then it takes quite a lot to actually stop the U.S. economy in its tracks. And at the moment, what we've seen is a significant divergence between what's been going on in the manufacturing sector, which, after all, is a relatively small part of the U.S. economy, yes. which is predominantly about services and, uh, and consumption. Uh, and uh, internationally, um, you know, if you look at Germany, Germany is much more dependent uh, on exports uh, and manufacturing. Uh, and... Um, you know, obviously, and and exporting to China um, has, you know, been very important for Germany in recent years, um, you know, very, very important to Germany in recent years. So so so, so, so Germany is much more exposed, um, and hence Europe is more exposed uh, to, to those kind of pressures. Um, however, does that mean that the Fed should pay particular attention to that, i.e. global recession dragging the US eventually down into a sort of recessionary state. And they're saying, right, well, actually, we're not suddenly hysterical about that.
0: Final questions, two questions in one, actually. What is your call for the next Fed meeting? Is it 25 basis points or 50 basis points? Obviously, it's event driven, but given what you know at the moment, what do you think it's going to be? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, you as head of multi-asset growth at Investec Asset Management in London, how are you positioning your portfolios?
1: So to answer the first question, our sort of you know, central assumption is that Fed will cut rates by 75 basis points in total. So three, three cuts of 25 basis points apiece, which is, you know, obviously will disappoint President Trump. And that is sort of predicated on the view that, sure, we're potentially sort of flirting with subtrend growth, but the recession probability is still not, you know, that's still not our central case. That could happen, in which case the Fed would end up cutting more aggressively uh, than 75 basis. Probably they'd take uh, the federal funds rate back down to probably 50 basis points in the event of a U.S. recession. And so, you know, that could happen. But at the moment, we think that this is like 95 and 98 and we shouldn't get too carried away. But in the meantime, moving on to what we're doing from an application perspective, Well, we've been very long duration um, uh, because we have believed that, uh, you know, actually the Fed had increased interest rates too far and that, um, you know, the downward pressure on interest rates would resume, particularly because of the sort of, if you like, sort of decelerating growth internationally. uh, And also we expect the U.S. economy to weaken. and And by and large, it has begun to weaken. Given the extent of the rally we've seen, you know, we've we've moved from a position whereby we've had lots of duration to having very modest duration levels because we think it's completely overdone. And then on the, uh, the equity side, again, again, I think that, um, you know, we've been relatively cautiously positioned. But, you know, actually, the US equity market in particular, you know, the, in the recent panic attack, it only sold off 6% from its sort of all-time high which is an extraordinary performance given what's happened in bond markets which obviously have suggested that recession risks are sort of are material and are sort of building rapidly.
0: Philip thanks so much for your analysis. That's Philip Saunders who's the head of Multi Asset Growth at Investec Asset Management in London.